0: Today we hear in this gospel a strong rebuke of Jesus for Peter. Last week he praised him because of his faith. It's not uh, the flesh or the blood who has given you, but my Father in heaven, when he proclaims that Jesus is a Messiah. But today when Peter takes Jesus aside and begins to rebuke him, (laughs) this is amazing, Peter Again, this impulsive Peter takes Jesus aside, and he's going to tell you what he has to do. He begins to rebuke him. God forbid, Lord, no such thing shall ever happen to you. He's referring to his death on Jerusalem that Jesus announces. And the response of Jesus is very strong. Get behind me, Satan. You are an obstacle to me. And this is the key line. You are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. You are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. This is a very surprising and challenging line, and in a sense, eye opening, because this can happen to us so many times. We can be thinking in a way that is not according to God. We cannot be synchronized or on the same page with the mind of Jesus. We cannot be aligned maybe with his way of thinking and maybe even thinking we are thinking in the right way. In the second reading, Paul, in the letter to the Romans, he says, do not conform yourselves to this age but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and pleasing and perfect. So Paul says something very similar, be careful not to think as this age, as this world, but be transformed, change the form of your mind so you may be renewed in your way of thinking And you may discern what is good, what is pleasing, what is perfect. So both readings refer to what we could call um, the evangelization of our mind, or intellectual conversion, or in Greek, metanoia. You know the word metanoia means conversion, but it's a specific way of conversion. It's the union of two words. Amy would like this, like, Meta means higher. Noia comes from nous in in Greek, thought. So metanoia is a higher way of thinking. This is a very profound conversion. The conversion of your principles, the conversion of your way of thinking. It comes even in a second moment of your spiritual life. First, we have what we call the moral conversion, the change of your conduct. But when you begin to follow the Lord, a second step is when you allow the Lord to change your way of thinking for good. You can think, oh, the Lord is going to oppress me. You begin to, um, in a sense, grasp this higher way of thinking that is the mind of Christ, a way of thinking that liberates, a way of thinking that is true, that is good, a way of thinking that is not deception or false. And this is what Peter is invited for the first time in a sense, to begin to in a sense like distrust the way you think many times and to begin to subject your thoughts to Christ so how can we do this journey in a sense from falseness deception into truthfulness In the first place it's very important to feed your mind on what is true you know in the old times and non-covid times where we used to have like cash and you use those $100 bills like They say that to detect a false bill, the best thing is not to look at a false bill and see how they are. The best thing to detect something that is false is to look at the original, look at the authentic $100 bills. And once you kind of have what is true in your mind, it will be very easy to detect what is false. Or if you like to drink wine, if you test Tastes like very good wine, then you can detect when a wine is cheap or many other examples. So the first thing we need to do to begin to evangelize our mind and to, in a sense, scrutinize and discern our way of thinking is to have a correct worldview, what we could call the biblical worldview, to feed our minds on the worldview of Jesus. This is what Peter is not till completely getting. He was starting to follow the Lord, but he was not yet completely understanding the worldview of Jesus, that the cross was necessary and that it was a gift for humanity and that he was then going to raise from the dead. He was not getting the meta, the higher plan that Jesus is revealing. So the first thing is to begin to form ourselves, to feed ourselves, our minds, in a biblical worldview. And this means reading the Bible, reading the catechism, learning what the faith teaches, understanding the so many beautiful and profound um, intellectual principles that Christianity brings to this world, the dignity of the human person, The immortality of the soul, the forgiveness of sins, the trust in God's providence, the call to serve the poor, and so on and so forth. When you begin to inform your mind in those things, you begin to grasp what is true. And Jesus says, the truth will set you free. The plan that God reveals for us, the truth that Christ reveals about us, about God, about our destiny, about others, is very beautiful. It's very liberating. Just think what Jesus says about God. He says that God is your Father. He says that the Holy Spirit lives in you. He says that he gave his life on the cross. He says that he has counted your hairs. He says that he will always be with us. What does Jesus say about your destiny, about your future? He says he has a plan of blessing. He says he has a plan of glory, a destiny of hope. What does he say about you? He says you're his beloved son, his beloved daughter. He says he has counted all your hairs. He calls you his friend. What does he think about others? They're your brothers. They're your sisters. We belong to the same body. We're called to journey to heaven. We're called to forgive one another. We have an amazing dignity in his eyes. So sometimes it can creep in this way of thinking that Christianity can oppress you, that you should be open-minded, you should not restrain your mind. And it's the opposite. Jesus opens your mind. Jesus gives you a metanoia, a higher way of thinking, that liberates, that sets you free And that makes you feel good because the way you think determines the way you feel. So, the more you grasp and you feed on the biblical worldview, the more joy and peace and love you will begin to experience in your life. So, first, feed on what is true, immerse yourself in the truth of Christ about the world, about destiny about God, about yourself, about others. Second, monitor your thoughts. Begin to be more aware of what you think, at least this week. Our thoughts are like little whispers that sometimes we don't make them clear, in a sense. They're speaking to us, but we don't realize what they're saying. Some are true, and some might be false or some might be a mix of both in a sense so begin to detect your thoughts that's the the, the, what jesus did with peter look what you are thinking and this thought is not good for you peter you want me to die on the cross for you that's so much better for you but look what you are thinking And many times in the gospel, Jesus, who has this capacity to read the minds, one time they are speaking about who is the great, and Jesus says, what are you speaking about? What are you thinking about? To the Pharisees who are kind of judging Jesus, pretending he's blaspheming because he forgives sins, the first thing he says is, why are you harboring evil thoughts in your heart? Why are you harboring those thoughts? So, part of the evangelization of your mind is a deeper self awareness of the things you, you think. This is not so easy because sometimes what we think is very ugly. And when you begin to catch those thoughts and bring them in front of your face, you need to look at the eyes of a thought. It takes courage. And the last thing is to discern. First, feed on what is true, then monitor your thoughts, and then begin to discern. Is the thought true or false? You need to subject every thought to scrutiny, in a sense. Paul says in 2 Corinthians, take every thought captive in obedience to Christ. Take every thought captive in obedience to Christ. So whenever you receive a thought and you become aware of it, you take it and you bring it and you ask Jesus who is the truth. Is this way of thinking truthful or not? If you feel afraid of something and you begin to detect what is a thought behind that fear you bring it to Jesus and you say Lord I'm thinking in this way I'm thinking I'm going to fail in this next project is this true or not and then you have the Holy Spirit to kind of compare that way of thinking with the truth of Christ you feel super anxious about something and you kind of are restless and you don't know what to do, and will begin to discern what is the thought behind. Maybe you are thinking you are going to fail and you are going to fail, or you think God is not going to help you, or whatever, and that makes you anxious, or that you are going to miss someone that that's a completely alive. So you bring it to Christ, and you say, "Is this true, or this is false?" Or you feel angry with someone and you begin to harbor all the thoughts of punishment. And you bring that thought and you say, Jesus, I bring captive the thought to you. Who is this person for you? I don't like him. I don't like her so much. But who is this person for you? Oh, he's my son. He's my daughter. Please bless him. Please bless her. It will change your way of thinking, and it will change your way of feeling. And more importantly, it will set you free. The truth will set you free. Ultimately, the final goal is to have the mind of Christ. Not to live in deception, in error in falsehood, but to conform your mind to the truth that set us free, to the mind of Jesus who loves us, who loves you, who loves the Father, who loves this world.